Hello there, his sweeties. Before we get the episode started, it's Mike and Josiah from the present slash the future of when this episode was recorded. <laughs> We're just popping in here to say that originally we had recorded this episode uh, in tandem with the release of the live action Mulan in theaters. And now that's been postponed for obvious reasons. Uh, so. Yeah, so you can still enjoy this episode because, like, we record other episodes that don't have anything to do with major blockbuster releases. But um, enjoy your time at home away from people if that's possible for you. Um, and here's the episode that we aren't going to reschedule because we didn't have another one ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So everyone, be safe. Uh, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't. Don't. Don't, Don't touch, touch anybody. <laughs> Don't touch your hands. Wash Don't your touch face. anything ever. And uh, yeah, be safe. Uh, hug your loved ones. Stay home and enjoy. And hey, you know what? While you're at it, go and binge all the how Star Wars is. Yeah, episodes. I don't see why you wouldn't. Why not? Uh, but yeah, here's the original rest of the episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Spring is in the air. And summer is just around the corner. And as far as movies go, that means sequels and remakes. And we're kicking off blockbuster season with Disney's newest live-action remake by covering the original animated Mulan. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi. Hello. Josiah. <laughs> uh, Mike, welcome back to the show. You never left. I never left. We live in your phones, listeners. <laughs> We've been here all along. We have. We live in your phones just like the people in your TV live in your TV. Yeah, just like the borrowers. That's different. Anyway. Yeah, no, but they do also live in your phones and your TV. This is a podcast called <laughs> How Star Wars Is It? It is. It is the only podcast. It's true. It's the only one you can listen to. So uh, thank you for downloading us, the only podcast, once again, on your phone. Um, and this is a show where we talk about, uh, pff, let's see, what we talk about? TV shows. Oh, I don't movies. know. Yeah, TV shows and movies. Uh, we talk about all sorts of things, and we relate them all back to Star Wars because what we want to figure out how Star Wars everything is. Right. How Star Wars is... Uh, something. Um, what? I don't know. Maybe like, shoot. Have uh, we done another podcast? Um, No, we haven't. We're supposed to. Yeah, we need to do Let Sleeping Dogs Lie at some point. Um, yeah. Because that's we, another Chicago-made one that we deemed the most Star Wars podcast, but kind of a rigged uh, Yeah, it was <laughs> sort of the home field. They had a little bit of a home field advantage with the voting. Uh, right. There was a lot of controversy around that when that when we did that show, for sure. Um, no, we have, another, we, have, we have done the concept of podcasts at that self-same show. Um, that's true just the bucket and you know speaking of us saying we're the only podcast that is a joke that they also use they say they're the world's only game show <laughs> dang it dang it can we have anything 
No. No. <laughs> Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer are taking our whole idea, basically. They're taking our bit. Yeah, Not they, really, but no. they're more famous. and but Yeah, that's true. Whatever. I haven't listened to that show yet. Have you? Um, No, I haven't. It looks fun, I, but I have It does too- look fun, but I also know that, like, I... Even when, like, a friend or, like, a acquaintance or coworker or someone, like, brings up Star Wars and they say something kind of wrong, mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, I'm going to have to, like, get into it and actually be like, okay, well, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to do that, but with Star Wars, I have to. <laughs> right, you have, you have to pull an um, actually. And, like, who you don't want to, but you do have to. I do have to. It is something I have to do. Yeah, sometimes it, you just got to. And I get it. I feel like I would um actually that entire podcast's premise. Yeah, I I have had the joy and pleasure of actually like introducing, gosh, two specific people that I can remember uh, specifically uh, to Star Wars. Like they had never seen it ever, and like I was uh, the person who like got people together with them to watch like uh, specifically the original trilogy on VHS, baby. Um. And it was like really cool to watch Star Wars with someone who had never seen it before, um, and one of those people is now like a huge, huge fan. The other person was like, "Oh yeah, it's like it's pretty fun. I kind of get it," but like the other one was like, "Holy shit, this is the best!" And then like we went to see Force Awakens together, and she's had a whole journey, and it's beautiful. But like, so I understand wow. the um, the idea behind like you know let's let's look at it through a newbie's eyes because it, it can be really fun. Um, it's like we mentioned on a <laughs> recent episode. Like when you take kids to Disney World and you get to see it through their eyes as opposed yes, to your right. old jaded adult eyes. But like conversely, you ever go to like a like a live event, like a, someone's party if they're doing like a, a let's like hate watch one of the live musicals or like let's oh, yeah, watch yeah, like yeah. the the Golden Globes or whatever. And like there's some people there who are just like, we're going to yell the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is like a pain in the ass. <laughs> now, Mike, is this how does this fit into the Disney seeing the Disney through a child's eyes? Is this like seeing um something normal through an adult's eyes? Like a jaded This is more like um my expectations when talking about Star Wars is that is um polite nodding if I know someone doesn't know a whole lot about it and like really getting into it if I know someone does know a lot about it and if I know for certain that nobody knows anything about whatever the thing is for instance say we're all watching Grease live we don't know who these people are what to expect hey how about we watch it (laughs) <laughs> let's make comments in the commercial breaks yeah no I feel i'm not you. gonna be like an asshole about it but like <laughs> no like, I, come I, on. I, I yeah like we don't know if it's gonna be good yet and yeah. i mean probably and, not and if our attitude is it's not gonna be good that isn't giving it a fair shake <laughs> and i but feel Mike, like i feel like maybe like, if you haven't seen star wars and you're in your like 30s you don't really want to like yeah. you had a number of chances. So like if you're, I, and again, I haven't listened to their podcast. I'm sure it's really great. I actually really love both of them. But like if you're. Yeah, me too. They're great. If uh, you haven't watched Star Wars yet, my guess is that you are not predisposed to liking it. So your like take on it is going to be like, now wait, who's that big fuzzy guy? And that to me is obnoxious. <laughs> Now, Mike, it feels like two things here. It feels like you have either been to a specific hangout where people were watching Grease live and someone was mean to 
I don't know. I can't even remember who was in that. Aaron Tveit. Aaron Tveit. It wasn't someone, even yeah, that. Someone it was, was actually like, a, I'm thinking specifically of a number of different parties that different <laughs> friends of mine hosted for different award shows. And I basically like, it's not every time. Almost like most times I go and see an award show at a former and no doubt future guest of the podcast, Michael Delaney's house. And those are almost always really fun and great because he makes a bingo card. Um, but every oh, so often, uh, depending on where I am and who I'm watching some award show with, it gets kind of dicey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, it. It is kind of the attitude at which we should come at media is one of uh, discernment, but benefit of the doubt. And then once you have some doubt, you can then discern the criticism. And I think... I, I'm on board with you here, Mike. I feel. Should we talk about Mulan, though? I was going to say, we... do you want to just go ahead? We'll get some room tone and <laughs> cut the last like five minutes out. <laughs> uh, well, every time you say that, now I have to leave it in because it's funnier. Um, whenever you, I leave it, I have to leave it in. So sorry. Um, so okay, I have a note in my phone called Mulan because we watched it just the other night, and I was like, "Hey, let's get ahead of this because I'm sure we're going to record that episode soon." And I'm going to just really quick rattle it off, and then we can go back and talk about any of the pieces that I mentioned. But most of sure. these are pros. In fact, I think they probably all are pros. For okay. is Mulan the 1998 animated film starring Ming Na Wen Star Wars? The answer mm-hmm. is yes. Everything is Star Wars. But um, how Star Wars <laughs> is it? I guess would be a question I might ask. <laughs> right. Um, okay. That might be a way of like doing our sort of elevator pitch of this show. Well, like when we mm. meet people, if some if you're wearing your hat that says "Check out my podcast," and people are like, "What is it?" You could say, "Okay, everything in the world is at least a little bit Star Wars, right?" And they'd go, "What?" And you go, "But how Star Wars is it?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they'd be like, "I'm not listening anymore. Goodbye." <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, while I was wearing that hat at C two E two, not a single person asked me about my podcast. That but is so two funny. straight. A stranger once asked me at Walmart, and a stranger once asked, once asked me at a movie theater, and I can't <laughs> wear that hat in public anymore unless I'm doing the podcast because of my social anxiety. There you go. Um, okay, here's my list. I'm going to just blaze through it. It's probably like 10 things. Yeah, dude, blaze it. Ancestors. Uh. Doing chores. <laughs> Walking through the traffic blind. Family honor. Bad guys with scary looking army. Songs, frickin' force ghosts. Oh yeah, disguise and sneaking off. Uh, the word imperial, blocking rocks with a staff, like deflecting rocks that are thrown <laughs> with a staff. Um, an asshole guy who is the emperor's council. Uh, M- uh Mushu and the cricket are C three PO and R two D two. The yep. Force ghosts have, like, a dance party at the end, just like Return of the Jedi. And mm-hmm. then Jagged Sword. Like, the bad guy oh, has yeah. a jittery, jagged sword. That's my list. And oh, goodbye. <laughs> that's Hey, that's pretty good. I So, yeah, to go off some of those things, uh, I made a little list of my own. Yes. Um, less of pros and more of just some, like, comments I had. Because, I, gosh, I haven't watched. I, don't, I can't remember the last time I watched Mulan. I, I can't I, either. I remember like it being fine, but I watched it this time and I was like, holy shit, this movie rules. Me too. In fact, like I've heard like a lot of hype for this new live action one and that like it kind of looks like its own somewhat unique original story from 
you know, by comparison to this, whereas, you know, the other Disney quote live action remakes are kind of just like shot for shot remakes. Right. Um, and I was like, I'm excited for that because I don't really remember the original cartoon movie, but this movie looks cool. And then we watched it and I was like, damn, this movie really rocks. <laughs> Yeah, the so like a couple of the things I wrote down like as far as pros go like yeah we've got bops all around like every song in this is a fucking banger like every yes. single one is good um the the and there are sidekicks galore like yeah Mushu ah, and the cricket the sidekicks Mushu and the cricket are uh definitely C three P and R two D two kind yeah. of dynamic uh like this movie does something too that Moana did um but like way before Moana where like it sets up what you think is going to be the the cute animal sidekick in the very beginning because she has the dog that like, she's like, do my chores. And they're right. like, oh, cool. So there's going to be a dog following her around. And then the dog, and then it's like, nope, it's going to be a weird dragon and a cricket. <laughs> yeah, the right. entire And a horse that is sometimes there. And Moana did that like with her, her cow. Gosh, her <laughs> little pig. And then it was like, nope, it's going to be this dumb chicken. And you're like, what? Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, Which I think is really fun. Played by yeah, Alan side- Tudyk. <laughs> yes, right. So sidekicks galore, which is really Including fun. Including even like the sidekicks in the army too. There's like the yeah, goofy the, the, guy the and there's the gruff guy and there's the big guy. <laughs> yeah, you get you get the trio of dudes whose names I don't remember ever, but that are very funny and are also the same like sort of like sidekicky goofy trio. Um, which I don't know if there's a direct analog for that in Star Wars. Like they might fall, but, um, but anyway, so yeah, you've got Mulan who is very much on a hero's journey of sorts. Um, and is doing things because of family and because of bloodline, which is like, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, some other things I just wanted to say about how this movie rules. Um, and also just some things I noticed. So I was looking at the voice cast cause I was like, man, this movie came out a while ago. I'm sure it's going to be disappointing how many white people are voicing all right. these like Chinese people. Surprisingly, n- not that many. Like yeah. I was, I was surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised at, how the or how many you know not white people were playing and how many Asian people were playing these you know, uh, pretty much all Chinese characters right except for the dragon, uh, and the cricket who are animals and they do still do that kind of funny thing where like the singer and the speaker are different people which is kind of bizarre but like wait did wait. Did Ming Na Wen not sing for Mulan? No, in fact, while we were listening or watching it, Caitlin like identified who it was because it's a um, Broadway person, I think. Oh, okay. Well, she still rules. And oh, and and uh, what's his face? The like hot hunk guy. Which God, fuck that guy is hot, dude. Um, yeah, that his his Donny Osmond voice right? is Donny Osmond. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So it's crazy. wild. Oh yeah, Leah Salonga is the singing yes. voice of. Both Jasmine and Mulan. Right. Um, I'm back. Okay. If there's uh, a weird break there, it's because I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So, um, Captain Lee Shang is the hot guy, played by B.D. Wong, singing voice provided by Donny Osmond. And, fun little bit of trivia here. Um, actually, here, this will be uh, part one of our game, since we forgot to talk about who was going to make the game, and I had to kind <laughs> of crash make it while we were recording. Um who does the voice in all the Chinese versions oh. of the movie? Of Lee Sh- of Captain Li Shang? Correct. Oh gosh, I have no idea. 
Jackie Chan. Oh, what? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, really cool. I was going to like, I was trying to go through actual Chinese actors I know. And like Jackie Chan was like the first one, obviously. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't say Jackie Chan. I can't like say, was it Jackie Chan? Like that would be racist, but that's amazing that it is Jackie Chan. Yeah, that's really cool. But the voice acting, yeah, the voice acting is great. Eddie Murphy's having a lot of fun. This is like, like really, I I mean, it's like, honestly, Mushu is still funny to me. And yeah. has some good lines. And then, uh, so I was talking with Charlie about this movie because she loves Mulan. Uh-huh. And apparently, apparently there is some like, uh, you know, criticism uh, with Mushu, Mushu the character, which I can totally understand because uh, some groups, uh, you know, sort of thought it was kind of, uh, I guess, sort of insensitive and um, not super appropriate to have just like, you know, Eddie Murphy being a goof goofball. Uh, on, on all this like sort of ancestral Chinese uh, sure, tradition, okay, so I can definitely understand. I, I didn't I didn't find it to be too disrespectful, but also I'm not Chinese and also don't uh, have that belief system, so I do not know. Right. Uh, but the jokes that he does do outside of that are also just really funny. Um, yeah, he's goofy. fun and funny in it. Yeah, and the bug is good. And uh, what? Oh gosh, yeah. What was the other thing I wanted to talk uh, about? Harvey Firestein is the voice of the the tough trio guy. Uh-huh. And his career is so funny to me uh because he was like Harvey Firestein is uh famous me too. like Hashtag #me too. No, not Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> A different one. Oh right, no, yes. But Harvey Harvey Firestein was like the uh, uh original uh lead. What's uh what's her face? I think he was the original in um, I'm gonna get this out eventually. What's the What's the musical called? Hairspray. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Hairspray used to be always done in. Or he wasn't. Was he the original? Or no, I can't remember. But anyway, he was the mom in Hairspray in the most recent live one. Yes. Uh, he wrote the He wrote the book for Lacage, which is another great musical turned movie. And he also like wrote Kinky Boots. And it's just it's very funny because most of his um, like a lot of his work involves uh, sort of like, you know, gender bending uh, uh, uh-huh. transgender characters like uh, or like sort of uh, a lot of gay characters, a lot of drag characters. And I love that in this movie, even though it was an animated movie about like a sort of uh, a Chinese legend, he still ended up playing a character that at one point dresses in, <laughs> in women's clothing. Yeah, that made right. me very once I realized it was him. It made me very happy because I was like. Harvey Firestein, you've got a type, and I love that you're sticking to it. Yeah, right. Um, also, this is something I wrote down, which I think I can stand by this. Get uh, Let's get down to business. Um, mm. Which I, is that the song's official title? I think it's probably "Make a uh, it's Man." Called, out of you. A man it's called "I'll Make a Man." It's called "I'll Make a Man Out of You." Yeah, yeah, I'm an idiot. So "I'll Make a Man Out of You." Uh, this is what I wrote down. "I'll Make a Man Out of You" may be the best song in any musical ever. It is definitely very good. Here's you want to hear my take on "I'll Make yeah. a Man Out of You." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so fucking tired of people our age singing that and being like, "Member." <laughs> I, I think someone sang it at karaoke one time, and I was like, "No." Yes, like no, people no, not people here. bring that song up like it's um like oh man here's gonna be a, here's gonna be a funny weird deep cut for you. It's like no, it was like the biggest song from that movie, and like one. that movie's not that old, and we all saw it, and like good for you for also remembering it, 
it's it's one that like really <laughs> like gets under my skin when some like dude you know like in like a get to know you thing at like an office or whatever is like hey uh uh you must be sipping a crap yourself like. now mike now mike is this was, was this happening at the same grease live watch party that you got <laughs> yes. so so chuffed everyone about everyone at grease live was yelling that song <laughs> <laughs> and i couldn't um, even hear hopelessly devoted to you <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, no, it is, you know, if, if someone wants to impress me with their, like, deep-cut Disney knowledge, like, sing, sing, like, One Minute I'm in Central Park, like, from, or whatever that song's called, from Oliver and Company, all right? Yeah, sing or something here's, from Oliver here's something, and Company. sing any other song from Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the lesser knowns. Um, uh, but no, this song rules, and one of the reasons why I think it, like, I was just, I was sort of analyzing it and, like, thinking about it, uh, like, even from a musical theater standpoint, and from a musical theater, like, film standpoint point because you couldn't do that song on a stage because it is like an it's a montage and you basically get so so much gets done in this song the song is so efficient like it's not even that long but in the course of this song these volunteers basically become trained soldiers yeah mulan mulan aka ping who has made enemies of basically everyone in the camp on day one uh, goes from being enemies to being uh, like fired top notch, to being yeah. to to basically um, like becoming uh, sort of renowned by everybody for solving like the arrow on top of the pole puzzle to yeah. being kind of like the like very uh, respected and having um, the respect of everybody, including Captain uh, uh, Lee Shang. Uh, and like so you, you go from enemies to, to respect to friends uh, Mulan like learns how to fight. Uh, you like we get to know the characters of Mulan and also the trio of goofballs, and like so much <laughs> happens. Like this this song could have been an entire episode of television, or yeah, like right. several episodes of television, because so much gets done in this song. And like when I was watching it, I was just so impressed by how well everything comes across. And also like this movie is very pretty. Like it is a well animated, very yeah. like good to watch, like fun movie. Like and it has also, the it's just thing such a good that damn song. It, it is. It has the thing in this movie animation wise, uh, that, you know, when in Aladdin, he gets like launched into the sea and he's like chained to one of the like yeah. turrets of the temple. The animation of that, I can't put my finger on it. I think it's just that it's very excellently drawn and painted 2d animation as opposed to 3d cg style but it looks 3d do you know what i mean yeah no i do know what this you mean. movie achieves that in spades like i i wonder I, i'm sure someone who is listening knows this but like um like exactly what sort of animation technique or techniques are being employed to really get that like depth of field and like modeled look to everything like the avalanche is something that comes to mind that really looks three-dimensional without looking cg yes i know exactly what you mean it is it's gorgeous and one more thing on make a man out of you yes uh, yes yes. something else that it does well is that it sets up a really really fun payoff at the end when mulan's plan is uh, for to save the emperor is let's put let's put the trio in in like uh, right in <laughs> concubine clothing because then you've got the reprise in the background while they're like gearing up like by putting on like the the dresses and stuff and I'm like that's so fun because we, we had the whole song and it was like 
yeah, be a man, be a man, be strong. And then it's like, dun, dun, dun. And then they're having to like, you know, yeah. put, like Mulan's having to use the things she learned when, you know, she was growing up as a woman to like save the emperor. And I'm like, that's so choice. Yeah. And it's yeah, such a really good, good payoff. And like, you don't hear, I don't think you hear that motif uh, like ever in the movie until that point again. And I'm just like, that's just like, mm, ooh, good movie making right there. So bops. Um, that was a big tangent, I guess, on that. But yeah, this movie's songs are like so, yeah. so, 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 so. Good. I think songs is its strongest case for how Star Wars it is. Now here's the thing, though: these songs do mostly have lyrics, and Star Wars songs. That's true, don't. but they're also very like light motif, you know, like themed. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. Uh, they're they're all have like a very specific purpose. Um, but yes, yes, no, you are right. They are like musical theater style songs as opposed to just like score. But I'm going to count that as a more of a win than a loss. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I think that the songs in this are, are great. And honestly, there's some really good action in this movie, too. Like, yes. the fights are pretty fun. The war stuff's pretty fun. Um, the bad guys all look like bad guys. That's one of the things I yeah. said, you know, like bad guy, scary looking army, like they're all kind of gray. <laughs> yeah, they, like they, their they skin look like, is gray. They, yeah, they, they, they are made to look very sinister. And yeah. like, uh, the, their the eyes leader, are like black. <laughs> yeah, the leader of the Huns analog is like or whatever his name is, Shao Kahn or whatever. Um, gosh, I should have wrote written down these names. Uh, but like his eyes like glow like whenever he's like it's like there's a feeling that they're all kind of have magic in some way maybe right which in this remake like they straight up are like he fights with a witch at his side which i think is really interesting yeah. um and and like they do all get crushed by an avalanche but then they're all just like just kidding about we like just some got of us really are chilly. fine <laughs> and i'm like are these guys some kind of magic i also remember loving uh his like falcon like yeah like, f- familiar thinking that was so cool I loved um, that too. I also loved the shot where uh, the, they capture the two guys, or they come across them, and then they're like, "Go run and tell your emperor that we're coming." And then they're like, "Hmm, how many messengers does it take to get a message to the emperor?" And then the one guy yeah. knocks his arrow one. and pulls it back and goes, "One." And they don't show yeah. him getting like fucking executed, fucking murdered. But like that's what they're implying, which is like really cool and dark and scary, and makes these guys really scary. Yeah. In a Disney movie, you know, like I, I felt scared of them in the little they were able to kind of show of them being like gruesome. And that's that's kind of Star Wars. Like the bad guys are always still like even when they're at their like most subtle, they're still kind of like cartoon bad guys. Yes. Um, yes. Agreed. The um... one of the things I have is force ghosts. Specifically, <laughs> the ancestors are all that like blue ghostly force ghost, and the lead ancestor is played by George Takei, who is not Star Wars, but he is but Star, Star Trek. Trek. He does have Star. Uh, well, something that's interesting is like the idea of like force ghosts in general. The idea of like you know a- the ancestors coming, uh, uh, and like you know advising you or like helping you on your way, is like straight up you know fa- it's, that's. It's interesting that we're saying that that's Star Wars because it's more like Star Wars is that because like right. that's something that George Lucas definitely that's stole true. from like that's Eastern true. spirituality. Yeah. Uh, not stole, but like was inspired by Eastern spirituality. So it's very funny to me that like we're sort of coming around to, like having Ouroboros here where it's like, yeah, right. Yes, they are. They do sort of have that 
Force Ghost feel to him because of the way they're like animated and stuff. But straight up, Force Ghosts like came from this like or were inspired by this tradition, and I just think that's very funny that we've sort of come around. Yeah, uh, into a it's real... almost more of an Oromor Ghost. <laughs> just like yeah. Oromoros was one of our fun little <laughs> Oromo jokes. How many can we do? Uh, the problem is I don't actually know how to say that word, and so yeah, every time it's I say like it, Oroboros or Oroboros. Yeah, I, I don't know how to do it, and every time I say it, I just kind of kind of guess. Yeah. Um. So that's 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 it's the, that's it's how a much. snake donut. It's a snake donut, and I love <laughs> chowing down on one. Um. um let's real see, quick. I, in my list, I also I know I already said them all, but like um, she's doing chores at the beginning and wants like a kind of like a she's not suited for the life she has. She knows she wants something more. That's very Star Wars. And then um, the old grandma like puts the blindfold on with the cricket and is like, I'm lucky I'm going to walk through this area blind. And like that's kind of force. That's sort of like putting the blast shield oh, yeah, down yeah, yeah. on the helmet. And it's also a little bit like a uh, cheer at Imwe, the blind mm, yep, yep, yep. force monk. I love she Speaking she was very like Yoda to me like oh the grandma yeah I can see that I do like the uh I, the cricket talking about the cricket I love at whenever like Mushu is apologizing and like everyone's apologizing at the end after everything's gone wrong the cricket's like meep, meep, meep. Mushu's like you're not lucky what and it's just like such a funny moment where he's like and then he asks the horse like what are you uh I, I can't even remember what he says. Yeah, sheep. It's like such a good. He keeps calling him a cow. Yeah, it's such a good dumb joke, and it's very fun. Uh, so this, I, I have a con. I think. Oh, before you go to con, the the way that Mushu and the cricket communicate is very C three PO and R two D two. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's true. You got some just some little clicks and like, and then and then you know. the one person's interpreting the entire conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to do cons, or are we about due to jump into the Sarlacc pit? I think. I think I wanted to say one thing okay, real quick one before con, we jump con. in, because uh, it, it's sort of a thing that I I um, noticed, and when I was like realizing, holy shit, this movie's like really good, um, and I was kind of impressed by it. And I I, I think there's probably you know far more uh, intelligent people than me have probably talked about this, and far more studied people than me have probably talked about this. But um, this movie is like really cool and holds a special place in the hearts of a lot of people in the LGBTQ community. Um, because, uh, trans issues, uh, like Mulan said, trans rights, uh, uh, Captain Shang, why do I keep forgetting his name? Lee Shang. Lee, yeah. Um, said trans rights, like the fact that Mulan is, you know, sort of, uh, uh, masquerading as a man to go fight in a war is something that, uh, like happens in, happened in real life in history, like in all cultures throughout all of history. Um, it's like, it's something very interesting to go and read about it. And sometimes it is a woman who is like, I'm going to pretend to be a man to go fight. Uh, and then like, once the war's over, I'll come back and like take care of my family again. And sometimes it's straight up, uh, you know, some, some historians are like, some of these people were probably trans men who were like, Hey, an opportunity to go get paid and like kind of be out on, uh, uh, away from sort of society a little bit. Right. Um, and it's a little easier to like slip through the cracks and so, like, a lot of these uh, people, like, some historians, like, this probably was a trans dude before we had the language for that. So there's that. And then, um, so that's really cool. Uh, because, uh, and then also, uh, Captain Lee Shang is uh, a real bi-con, which is a bi-icon, uh, because mm. he, like, kind of, you, you can see he has, like, respect and cares about Ping. Uh, and then when he finds out... And, like, you could maybe even read in some, like, attraction there a little bit between them because, like, Mulan definitely has a crush on him. 
And then whenever he finds out she's a, a woman, he's not like, oh, what? Huh? I was gay? No, right. am I gay? Ugh. It's like, he's like, you know what? Great. And so, like, he's a bi icon um, that people were upset because he was taken out of their, he's not in the new live action remake. Um, and you're saying that, these things are cons for it being Star Wars because Star Wars is sexless and heterosexual. <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> but yes, that and then furthermore, I think this movie succeeds as a feminist piece in a way, too, which is something yeah, Star Wars yeah. has never done. No, right. Because because uh, Mulan succeeds. Uh, what I wrote down is she succeeds because she's a woman, not in spite of it. Yes. And not because she tries to be exactly like a man because when we see her succeed like when she saw when she like figures out how to um you know get the arrow from the pole she's going at it using her intellect instead of her raw like strength whereas like all the macho guys are just trying to like brute force it yeah and she's like what if i she's like comes at it from a different angle and when she uh uh it causes the avalanche like all the macho guys once again are just ready to like die in battle they're like it'll be yeah, a good death yeah. and she's like we don't like because she's you know is a woman and what has a different perspective on things i think that gives her the ability to not just sort of give in to whatever the status quo is which is also why she's able to save the emperor and i think also in her fight at the very end with the evil hun man even in that fight, she like uses her fan, which is like the ultimate symbol of femininity, yeah. to both disarm him and then take his sword and use yeah. it against him. And so it's like there was there's a lot of instances in this movie where the the fact that Mulan uh, does what she does and ends up succeeding is like it's it's because she's a woman who was given the training that was afforded to men, and then once she was. Uh, able to have like that fighting prowess and stuff she was able to succeed where those men weren't because she had a different perspective because she was a woman and i was like it, it would have been very easy to make this movie and be like yeah now that she's a cool fighter and a badass now she can do stuff but right. they they uh i think we're smart in how they did it and so yeah that's also a con for not, not being star, star wars, wars. <laughs> yeah totally like even like the the women in star wars all definitely have like their moments but like I would say Ray being like a very powerful uh, person, regardless of of sex or gender, is still doing the like power thing, as opposed yeah. to kind of having her own like slant on it. In fact, she even fights with that bow staff all the time. And then in <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, they're like, "Yeah, you're just you know, two lightsabers." <laughs> yeah, maybe just two. Uh, yeah, it, 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 everyone in yeah, once it's like you said, uh, everyone everything in Star Wars is sexless, genderless, and heterosexual. And it's somehow it's somehow both very heterosexual and also nobody is allowed to be too much of anything. Right. And the women don't succeed necessarily because like they sort of succeed in a vacuum like feminism and like those kind of things just kind of don't exist in Star Wars. And like even in the originals when there was only like one woman like it was kind of cool because she was in charge and she was like a badass. And now in the new ones, it's cool because there are like a lot of or more powerful women who are also badasses. But like, yeah, it's not like it does it in a way that you leave the theaters going, oh, that was a good message. It's more like, oh, it's it's good to have the representation of people who can see these female heroes on screen. But it's not really saying anything beyond isn't it nice to have female heroes on screen? Right. If that makes sense. Yes. Anyways, that was a long tangent. That was longer than I wanted it to be. So we should go to the pit real quick. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Ah, and we're back. Um, 
So, right as we began recording, uh, we realized neither of us ever talked about writing a game for this week. So I am mm-hmm. freeballing it. And hey, uh, hey. this is a little game called Mushu, Mushu, Mushu. <laughs> oh, good. Real quick, I think it's impressive that neither that somehow we have come this long without forgetting to do a game. <laughs> like this is like the of. first time that's happened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but okay, so this is a who's that Quotemon type game where I'm going to say a quote and you have to say if it is from Mulan or from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> As in Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Right. Okay, gotcha. Mushu, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. So, first quote. Now, do I say Mushu, Mushu, Mushu if it's Mulan and I say Marsha, Marsha, Marsha if it's Brady Bunch? You do. Or do I just say the <laughs> name? <laughs> I was going to say, normally you make me say something silly. So. You're right. I do, and I hadn't thought of that because, again, I just made this up. So, yes. <laughs> you okay. say Mushu, Mushu, Mushu if you think it's from Mulan, and you say Marsha, Marsha, Marsha if you think it's from Brady Bunch. All right. Wonderful. You shouldn't put down a loser, Cindy, because you might be one yourself someday. Just remember that. Hmm. Okay. So, that I don't remember anyone named Cindy in Mulan, so that's a clue. <laughs> So I'm going to say, <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's right. And do you know who said that quote? Was it Marsha? It was Carol, a.k.a. the mom. <laughs> oh. It's like, whoa, Listen, Jesus. Here's the deal. You're telling your youngest daughter she might be a loser. <laughs> that is truly savage. <laughs> and also, like, mom, don't call people losers. <laughs> I hope she was talking about like a game or something Like someone that lost a game Because otherwise that's brutal Yeah, I imagine that is what it is um, Okay, the next quote Hit me Hey, dragon, dragon, not lizard I don't do that tongue thing Does the tongue thing <laughs> <laughs> um, I know there's a lot of tongue stuff in the Brady Bunch For sure Because uh, they were nasty but I did just watch Mulan, so I do have it fresh in the mind, so I'm going to say Mushu, Mushu, Mushu. <laughs> that is correct. What Did and Mulan come, what came first, Shrek or Mulan? Uh, I'm thinking it was Mulan. I think Shrek was 2001. I think you're right. I think you're right. I remember thinking like when Shrek came out, like, oh, Eddie Murphy, is this the same guy? He's doing another funny voice. Yeah, like the sidekick animal. Yeah, I was like, is this this new thing? But, like, I was, well, I don't know, like, 11, so I didn't think that much about it. Right. Okay. Next quote. Fine. Dishonor. Dishonor on you. <laughs> Dishonor on your cow. Oh, that's, okay, yeah, that's the whole quote. Um, once again, <laughs> I did just watch this movie, so it's fresh <laughs> in my mind. That is going to be Mushu, Mushu, Mushu. That is, you're right. Now, see, now, like, that's one that I do think there is, like, an annoying millennial tendency to like do that quote like meme it. Yeah. And I, yeah, to meme I, it. I am sure that that's true. And I just, for whatever reason, haven't been exposed to that, but like it made me laugh out loud while I was watching it. And I'm glad that like, I haven't been party to the millennialization of it. <laughs> no, it is still very funny. Uh, yeah. It's a really good <laughs> line and I am glad it happened. Uh, and it's, it's good. But yeah, no, I definitely have seen that one online like enough to where I'm like, okay, guys, come on. Th- 
Be a little more original. Come on, people. Come on. Uh, okay. No, it is good. It's a good bit. Next one. Jan, if boys don't find you attractive, don't blame me. Now that's going to be... Well, wait. Hold on. Maybe the matchmaker's name is Jan, and that's something she said to Mulan, because she's all about getting them matched up with some boys. But no... I think that's going to be Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes, and who said it? Was it Marsha? It was Marsha. <laughs> hey, amazing. Okay, next the, quote. Uh, hit me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> next quote. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> okay, well, that is, that's definitely going to be Marsha, uh, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yes, and who said For it? For sure. <laughs> I, is it Jan? It is Jan. <laughs> I knew it. It's uh, so funny because I think the only thing of the Brady Bunch <laughs> I've seen is like one of the movies. Oh, right. Which wasn't even the Brady Bunch. It was like a comedy parody of the Brady Bunch. Yes. Yeah, so I have a strange understanding of what the Brady Bunch <laughs> is. Um, okay. Next quote. Oh, my nose. <laughs> um... I don't remember who's saying that, so I'm going to say Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? Yes, and who said it? Was it Marsha? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's when she gets hit in the face with a football. Oh, classic. That classic bit on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> um, okay, one moment. Okay, next quote. I hereby sentence you to give a very old woman a piggyback for the next three years. Court dismissed. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Wait, hold on. That sounds so frustratingly famili- f- fulmil- familiar, uh-huh. familiar, and I cannot place it. And I am almost certain that it is neither Marsha, 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 nor Mushi, 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 uh-huh. in a classic Mike trying to trick me twist. Right. Um, but you're you're correct. So if you can pull the show, I'll give you a hint. It's a show. <laughs> Then Gosh. you get bonus points. Um, that oh my god, I I cannot pull it. So I'm just <laughs> gonna pick an M name. It's Marin, Mark Marin. <laughs> yeah, it's the IFC show Marin. <laughs> um, it is not, but um, it is from the show that inspired me to come up with this title in such a hurry because they make this joke on an episode of it. It is the Nickelodeon sketch show, The Amanda Show. <laughs> Oh, yep, yep. That that's one is aligned specifically so by Judge Trudy. They have an entire sketch in one that's like um, Amanda who's like, hi, if you've ever had this happen to you and it's like this really somber, serious thing and it's all about when Brady's attack and like <laughs> someone's just like living their life and then the whole Brady bunch comes in and like beats the hell out of them. Um, <laughs> and then this guy is like a Chinese food delivery guy and he's like, they took the... You know, the general sows chicken and they took the whatever and they took the mushu pork. Mushu, mushu, mushu. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, is so that you stole a funny this. thing? Yeah, I stole the hilarious funny idea from the Amanda from, Show. From the Amanda Show. Wow, the Amanda Show, really formative for all of our comedy careers, <laughs> truly. I, I would say with like only a little bit of irony, like, yes, in fact, it was. <laughs> no, I, no, it truly is. And, and like the couple times I because I didn't have cable growing up because my life was sad and uh, just a real Spartan lifestyle. 
Um, but when I would go to like my grandma's house or my cousin's house, we would like watch the Amanda show on, on Nick. Was it on Nick? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is amazing and so hilarious. And also um, like just so subversive, pushing the boundaries. Oh, yeah. And and like I never saw all that or anything like that. Like I only ever saw the Amanda show. So like my frame of reference for like that kind of kid sketch comedy is just like two episodes of the Amanda show. <laughs> And I didn't like Keenan for on SNL for a long time, and I didn't realize why everyone liked Keenan so much. And I didn't know it was because he was like from Keenan and Kel, right? And then now as an adult, I like him just because he's a funny adult. He is. Now. He is undeniably funny and always makes a scene better. I've I've only recently like realized that because he's just like a complete unsung hero, but like everything he's in, he makes better. <laughs> yeah. There was a long time where I was like actively was like, Keenan's not that funny. And then like sometime in the last, like I honestly, since I like moving to Chicago, I was like, uh, Keenan's the funniest part of the show always. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> he's never done anything wrong. Yeah. Right. And he's the best. And I don't know what happened. Maybe I just grew up a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I, I like anytime I honestly, if you tried, if you t- if you tried to get me to pick Kel out of a lineup, I don't think I could. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I know what Kel looks like. Um. So on that note, that was Mushu Mushu Mushu, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a game oh. whose title I stole from the Amanda Show and uh, only lasted a couple of minutes. Another instant classic. Um. To be sure. Shall we? Um. Try to cut this thing down a little bit. We had a bunch of sort of superficial, like surface level pros, and then yeah. some real cons right there before the break. I know. I was like, let's get deep. Um, yeah. I mean, so it's it is an animated movie. There aren't as many animated movies as there are regular movies, but there is a lot of animation. So that's, yeah. I guess, more of a. I mean, that's kind of doesn't really go con or pro. Um. It does feature like a, a a female lead um throughout the entire thing and I don't know if we I don't think there is really any Star Wars movie that does that like even Ray sort of has to split screen time with everybody else That's um, true. I don't know. Like yeah. Like you know you know like movies that it's like uh oh wow this is like a like female led movie, you know, like Wonder Woman, for instance. Like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. is not a Star Wars that feels like Wonder Woman or Mulan. Yes, very true. There are definitely Star Wars movies that have uh, a, a, a strong, quote unquote, strong female character uh, front and center. But yes, there isn't one that is like they are uh, sort of helming the entire movie, which is unfortunate <laughs> but it is also i think yeah i think that's probably a con yeah for sure yeah i'm other than the fact that it like the entire movie centers around war i'm i'm mm-hmm. leaning kind of away from star wars i don't know about you but yeah it, there are some i think like the pros that we did list uh are definitely accurate but it does seem to be a more i don't know it, it's a more it's weirdly it's like a very it's a very focused storyline um, there is sort of like much more of a uh easy to follow like 
as well, I, I guess I guess the original Star Wars is pretty easy to follow. I guess I'm thinking of like the the sequel trilogy. Yeah, the no, but you're, it's like what's going on? Yeah, you're right. Like the the original Star Wars is really the only one where there's kind of like a very clear cut like A to B story. Yeah, and, whereas and also, all the other I ones think, kind of have multiple kind of tangential things happening. I think also like the the level of depth and introspection you get from even like uh from Mulan's journey cuz this movie is about war and like the imp- like the emperor and the empire of China but it's but it's more about Mulan trying to figure out who she is um and like what her place in the world is right and and the the introspection and depth that goes into the song like reflection like I don't even know if there's anything in Star Wars that like gets to that level of like let's really dig deep and figure out what my what my deal is like i don't right. know if 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 that's something that exists in this which isn't necessarily a bad thing it's like it's different kind of entertainment but i i don't know yeah i'm trying to just pull some uh different kinds of cons here because yeah i don't i don't know if we get that that level of of uh depth in a in a star war you know yeah no right so those are some cons yeah, I'm i'm leaning a little away from our halfway point but but also well I'm leaving I'm leaning away from like a high score. Se- yeah, I'm leaning away from that seven that so many of these right, like right. you know sort of epics. Right. Like, but I don't know about oh, like senses. south of halfway though because it is like yeah. a story. It has a, it has to do a lot with ancestry and like the fate of your father and like becoming a yes. hero and the emperor is there. And, like, there's enough about this movie that is at least, like, a story of someone's, like, personal journey and enlightenment that feels pretty Star Wars. But, like, that's kind of the the furthest I can really go from a just, like, start-to-finish story point of view. And then, in addition, all those other little superficial things, like a jagged sword for the bad guy and Force Ghosts. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, I agree. I think that it, it's not, like, that high mark but it's also not below like it's not the bottom half because you yeah. do you, you you do have it is an epic storyline there is fighting there is like the an, enough of like the psychic stuff and the good songs to push it up to a um to to like a little bit of a higher score so i, I think i kind of know what i what yeah my ratings I, be. I think i feel I like we've too. done a pretty i feel like we did a pretty decent job this episode of actually <laughs> talking about the movie and analyzing yeah, it which I think maybe, so it's just cause, maybe it's just because mulan's a good movie it but... might be because <laughs> we both just watched it again for the first time and gotta be at least for me like 10 15 years like mm. i can't imagine i saw it much after it came out the only time so like i worked with kids for a long time mm. and that's like the only time i can think that where i would have just seen it for some reason but yeah, I'm. I also yeah. I do not know the last time I would have seen this movie. Right. Um. And so yeah, I I think you're right. I think it's because we watched it recently and it was really good, and it made me really excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, it's right. A good flick. Yeah, it really was good. Flick. If uh, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen uh, the original Mulan in a while, go check it out because it it like really it really rocks. And then go see the new movie. I'm excited to go see it now. I, I already I'm, was, like, very intrigued, and now I'm like, oh, right, even the, like, original cartoon one was awesome. And this one yes. looks cool and interesting. So, like, double win. It is absolutely a double win. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely a double win. 
So one of the uh, reasons we did this movie or that it was sort of on our mind uh, was because of the new remake coming out. But also um, our uh, one of our listeners uh, asked us to cover the show a while ago. We did a recommendation for it. It was Angela who won one of our giveaways. That's right. Um, and Angela's been a really, really fun listener who has uh, done a lot of uh, really cool in- engagement with us with the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a- as it were. Uh yeah, and she uh uh re- or sort of requested uh, uh we cover this a while ago, and it's it's about damn time is all I gotta say. Yeah, and and uh, if you want to request something that we'll eventually get to, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can email us at a good podcast at gmail dot com. But we'll get to the plugs later. We're yeah, we're not there yet. I just wanted to mention that before we stop talking about the movie. Yeah, but, no, that was uh, wise. I, yeah, I, I, I had and... forgotten that detail. So hi, thanks, yeah. Angela. <laughs> thanks, Angela. Um, but do we say yeah, so we want to try to maybe I don't know, give this a rating on the Hasui scale? I think we probably should. What's your unit of measure gonna be? Mmm. Mine's gonna be those cool dragon firework. I am not cannons. kidding. That was the one that I had in my head. <laughs> well, too bad, sucker. So, okay, you get that. I'm gonna do um that like uh that like flower hair like brush yeah. slash like adornment. I don't know like what that type of thing is called, but it like slots right in. Yeah, it's very pretty. It looks like I could grab it off of the screen. Yeah, it's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. It looks like real. <laughs> it's so yeah, once again the animation's so good and it just feels like yeah. you'd be like, Let me just thank you. That's what I wanted. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good it's like a good Wonka movie. Vision. Like you could grab the chocolate bar out of the T V screen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish. God, that'd be um, great. So that'll be my unit of measure. I, I have a kind of an interesting one, I think. Okay. I'm going to say, like we said, it's like above the midway point, but it's not quite a seven. But I don't think it's a six. I think it's a six and a half. Oh. Of those little flower hairbrush clip slot things. <laughs> Tiara? Um, it almost functions like a tiara. I don't like know what the beret? fucking thing is. What are they called? A I don't barrette? know. It's a little comb thing. A barrette? Yeah, it's like a comb. It's like an uh, afro pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind flower of. afro pick. It is. It's a flower afro pick. Um, the I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say a six, but it does. I think you're right because a six and a half feels a little better for some reason. Yeah, um, it's like a little bit of a leg up on like whatever other thing, you know, like national treasure or whatever yeah whatever else we, we've talked about yeah no i like that i mean i i, I uh I'll, I'll say i'll say six and a half too you've you've pulled me up from a six because i didn't want to say a seven because yeah. it doesn't feel like a seven because it's, it's not like you know sci-fi enough or blockbustery enough but right yeah i can i can definitely feel feel a, a little bit of a of a decimal point i like that <laughs> and it's our damn show we're allowed to do that yeah, we and want. we won't even remember this. No, <laughs> we we immediately forget everything we talk about. Yeah. And that's I, actually I love kind of listening to this podcast because I never remember what we say when we record and then it comes around and I'm like, oh, this sounds like a fun idea for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun for me to listen to when I edit because a lot of times it's been a minute. And then I'll be right. like, oh, I completely forgot we talked about this. That's like, fun. Oh, yeah, that was on a day that we recorded three episodes in a row at a church. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to – well, actually, I'm, I think I'm pulling – no. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll edit this one probably like a week and a half from now, and I'll be like – Oh, I forgot that we I talked about the LGBTQ community for like a <laughs> yeah. half hour at one point. Right, right. <laughs> um, 
So but yeah, that's so. that's our Mulan episode. Does anybody want us on the internet? Yeah, if you want us on the internet, uh, you can find us at Hive Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and we our email is a good podcast at gmail.com. Yes. So if you've got any recommendations or requests or questions for us, well, if you freaking... have a request that's like, hey, you should do an episode on the new live action Mulan. Yeah. If you do, if you say that, we'll be like, you just did, you freaking ding dongs. We just did the cartoon one. Oh yeah, sorry. That's this. That's this. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll then I'll email you back and be like, I'm sorry, I called you a ding dong. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. My bad. And then uh, you can uh, do the Twitter. I think you already just said all those things. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, you can check out us. my Instagram at wordgospel09, which is the same name as my YouTube account. And I have a video that's uh, doing really well on YouTube right now. So go check that out. Yeah, go add go add a little drop to the bucket of the tens of thousands <laughs> of views, almost, almost 100,000 views that Mike and, and Pete have garnered over there. Yeah, as uh, of the release of this episode, it might even be that. It might be. It's it's blown up, and honestly, well deserved. It's a great video. It's really fun. It's very well made, uh, both by the uh, person in front of and behind the camera. So good Thanks. job, Mike. Good job. And I hope that, <laughs> I hope that it gets really popular so that this podcast also gets uh, some of the success somehow. It I translates. I am sort of gonna attribute like a a little teeny trickle uptick in our listenership over the past couple of weeks to people like finding us through that video <laughs> <laughs> honestly i hope so and that would be great because that that, <laughs> uh, that works for me so if you're new to the show from c2e2 or from my youtube welcome welcome <laughs> this might not um, be the time in the episode to say that but welcome <laughs> but welcome um but yeah i think we've kind of gone over everything yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so I don't know. I'm thinking it's probably about time for Tubby Bye Bye. What do you I'm, think? I'm thinking so too. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like we always say, we love, love you. you. And may the fourth be with you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.